welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, it's so good today that we're able to continue this series called Push. It's been brilliant as a church as we've gone through a time of prayer and fasting together. And on these previous two Sundays, how we've heard about that amazing story in Luke chapter 5, when Jesus first calls his disciples and they have that amazing catch of fish. And it's been inspiring as we've looked at that story, how Pastor Neil last week and the week before and during our time prayer and fasting, just how much truth that there is in that encounter. And my prayer today that as we continue this thought of push, that wherever you find yourself in life just now, that you're going to be inspired, that you're going to be encouraged once again, not to give up, not to lose hope, but to continue to have that push in your spirit, that you are going to believe once more, that you are going to push in to what God has in store for you today. I wonder, have you ever been in a stadium or in an arena and you've been part of a large crowd? You have been one of maybe thousands that are sat around or standing in a big group, all focused on a team or on a band or an artist, and everyone is looking in the same direction. If you've been to one of those sporting events, you've maybe sat around a track or you've sat next to a pitch and you've watched sportsmen compete and give their all, try their best. And as part of that crowd, you've stood amongst the supporters, cheering them on, shouting encouragement, shouting their name, supporting those who are trying their best. And in those moments, the players or the artists aren't They're not crowded, they're actually surrounded. And friend, can I ask you today, have you ever thought about this in your life or do you realize that maybe you feel like you are crowded today, but you are surrounded? Now the Bible tells us that there is a God of angel armies who surrounds us. The psalmist says that he encamps us, he's all around us. And no matter what life is thrown at you today or what you are facing, you're not alone. God is with you and he surrounds you. But if we're being honest, there are times in life where we feel crowded out. It's almost like there's so much going on that we we feel overwhelmed. But those are not always external things. Often it's stuff that's going on within us. See, today you're maybe not facing a crowded room or a crowded place. You're facing a crowded mind. And I want to help you today to push past the crowd within you so that you can realize that you are surrounded by the God of angel armies, the angel of the Lord, that great captain. Jesus surrounds you today. He has everlasting arms. He has peace 
that's nothing like the peace of this world for you today. He has exactly what you need to help you to push through this moment. If you give your Bibles, can you turn with me to Luke chapter 8? We're going further into the Gospel of Luke, and we're going to read about this incredible miracle within a miracle that happens when Jesus encounters people who were desperate for change. He walks into a warm welcome in a large crowd there to greet him. There in this crowd, there is a desperate father. There is a woman who has had an illness for 12 years who is desperate to have healing. But also in that crowd, there have been people who were struggling with fear, struggling with worry, struggling with the burdens of this life, processing things that were happening to them. Lots of people in this crowd, but only two people came to Jesus that day, not just to be near him, but to be changed by him. And friend, today, as we think on Jesus, oh, don't just be near him. Come with that expectation to be changed by him. And in that crowd was all these people, of course. Jesus was in the crowd. And as we come to think on this story today, can I first ask is, in your life, is Jesus part of the crowd? Is he, is he crowded out in your life? Or is everything else in your life surrounding the one who is of most importance, Jesus? Let's read together from verse 40 of chapter 8. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, woman seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. And when he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, 
but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone about what had happened. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that in a moment you can do more than any doctor, any physician, any treatment. Just one touch from you can change everything. So Father, today we come with that expectation, just as that crowd gathered around you. We expect for you today to do what we cannot do because we believe that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, today I want to encourage you to push back the crowd within you. Now, all throughout the Bible, we read of different characters that had to overcome and push past obstacles on their journey. Think right back to the father of faith, Abraham. That's how we know him today, but he had to go through times where he had to overcome the unbelief within him. When the promise seemed impossible, it seemed too hard, it seemed like it was taking too long, he had to overcome unbelief. What about also in the Bible we read of Joseph? Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. He was forgotten about by those who promised to remember him. He had overcome betrayal. He had to push back the disappointment of others. What about Moses, who was insecure in his ability and all the things he thought, how he couldn't do what God was asking him to do, but he went on to lead that nation was the greatest leader of Israel. What about Joshua who came after him and had to live in the shadow of Moses, but God put courage within him and strengthened him to lead that army and to go into the promised land. All of them had things they had to push back against and all their issues weren't on the outside, they were on the inside. And if we're being honest, a lot of the struggles that we face is actually within us. The Bible tells us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Actually, we are in a spiritual battle. And most of that battle happens on in our minds and in our spirits. And today I want to encourage you that in this season and this thought of push, we've got to push back the crowd within us. Those voices of negativity, those voices of unbelief, those voices of fear, of shame and worry, today we're going to push back against them. We're going to push back against the crowd. And through these encounters, we learn lessons of how Jairus and this woman, how they pushed back against the obstacles that they were facing. The first pushback we see is against pride. Now, Jairus was a respected man. He was a synagogue leader. He'd have known all about the acts of worship and probably planned who was going to be speaking and who was going to be taking part. Maybe even he knew Jesus and had heard him speak in the temple courts. He, he knew about Jesus. But this was a man of position. I'm sure in this crowd, he wasn't having to 
push past people. When people saw him, they'd have stepped aside for him. But he was so desperate for his daughter to be healed that he walked through that crowd, came to Jesus, and did something that would have been unusual for a man of his position, got down on his knees in public before Jesus and begged him to come to his home. You know, when you're desperate, when you have something that you long for so much, you'll do things that are unusual. And here Jairus did not allow his position or what other people thought of him to get in the way of pushing through, encountering Jesus, not for his benefit, but for the benefit of his daughter. Now, friend, it's so important that we push back our pride because it's not about you. It's about the next generation. It's about your family. It's about your descendants. It's about those that are going to come behind you. It's about our kids and our young people in our church. Our pushing through is not ultimately about us. It's about those that depend on us. And maybe today, if you were to make that choice, that you are not going to allow what other people think or you think other people think to hinder you from getting through today and pushing on, just imagine what difference that could make. His daughter could not come to Jesus, but he could. Maybe there's someone in your family and they're maybe not walking with the Lord as you'd like them to. Maybe they're going through something that's really difficult and challenging. But you can push through today. You can push through to Jesus on their behalf. And Jairus did this. He came to Jesus and he put aside his pride. He put aside what other people thought. And Proverbs tells us this, that the fear of man will prove to be a snare. But those who trust in the Lord are kept safe. Don't allow other people's thoughts or opinions to hinder you from pushing through, but trust in the Lord today. The woman who was also in this crowd, she pushed back the crowd within her. See, in that crowd, she was there, and not only her, but the issue that she had to deal with for 12 years. Now, it's interesting that for the whole life of that child, Jairus' daughter, this woman had struggled with this issue. So 12 years of suffering, 12 years of longing for this to stop, 12 years of trying every option that was available, spending every last penny, 12 years of disappointment, 12 years of failure, 12 years of wondering, is this ever going to end? 12 years of barrenness. 12 years of loss. 12 years of people avoiding her. You know, we spent a period during the last few years when we had to avoid people through choice to protect ourselves. Nobody was in a crowd of people for a long time. We weren't crowded, but we were crowded in ourselves with thoughts and feelings of fear, of anxiety, of what's going to happen? Is it going to happen to me? What ifs? 
And this woman lived for 12 years, put on the fringes of society, unclean, nobody going near her. Until this day when she decided, I am not going to allow what other people think of me or maybe the excuses that I have within me to hinder me from getting to Jesus. She didn't want to just be near Jesus. She wanted to touch Jesus. She wanted to, to encounter Jesus because she wanted to change. And friend, as you're listening to me today, You've heard about Jesus. You know about Jesus. But have you been changed by Jesus? Have you experienced that life-transforming power that he has for you today? Well, I want to encourage you to push past all the excuses, all the voices within you, all the reasons why to give up and not to bother. Push in today and receive the power that he has for you. Twelve years of suffering ended with one push, with one touch. And Jesus responded to the simple faith of this woman. He knew something had happened. He knew that she had touched him. But it was her faith that made a mark on Jesus. She pushed back the crowd within her. In doing so, she was pushing back that fear and that shame that she would have lived with. See, Jesus knew that she had touched him and, and said, someone touched me, who was it? And Peter responds saying, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. And everybody that pressed against Jesus wasn't healed that day. Only the one who reached out in faith. See, nothing will change until you push in faith and believe that God can do what you are asking him to do. And this woman experienced that on this day. <coughs> it says, seeing the woman could not go unnoticed. She couldn't hide anymore. She didn't need to hide. She didn't need to be set aside any longer. See, Jesus affirms her in this moment and he accepts her and welcomes her in this instance because Jesus saw her faith. See, maybe you're feeling today that you are unnoticed. Maybe you're feeling that God doesn't see your faith. Maybe you feel that you are just in that crowd forgotten. But I want to encourage you today, Jesus sees you. He knows your faith. And I want to encourage you to keep on pushing. See, shame will say you're not enough. Give up. It's not worth it. But grace says that God has enough for you. You are welcomed. You are accepted. And that grace is not only enough for you now, but it's enough to transform you into all that God has in store for you. Jesus welcomes her and says these words to her, daughter. Very significant. It's the only time that Jesus uses this word to describe a woman, daughter. He's describing her as his child. And he welcomes and accepts her in this moment because she was his child, not through connection, not through family line, through faith. 
she believed in Jesus and she believed that he was able to transform her because she pushed past the crowd within her. She pushed back shame. She pushed back worry. Jesus says, go in peace. No more worries for her. No more anxious thoughts. No more, what's going to happen to me? Is this ever going to finish? Is this ever going to end? Maybe you're dealing today with so much worries in this life. You are so confused. You are laden with fear and worry. But in this push, in this one moment, that, that worry was gone. See, she pushed past the crowd in her mind and went from being surrounded by fear and worry and now was surrounded by faith because she pushed back unbelief. You know, in, after this incredible miracle where the bleeding instantly stops, right after that moment, can you just imagine how she is testifying to what's happened? People are hearing this unbelievable news and everybody's like, wow, what just happened right now? They don't know who she was. They don't know what her story was because they all tried to avoid her. In that moment, everybody's like, wow, and then a servant from Jairus comes with some bad news. And brings the news to Jairus that it's too late. The daughter has died. And says these words, don't, don't bother the teacher anymore. Can you imagine how deflating that must have been for Jairus? As they're on their way to the home, as he sees a miracle, he thinks, wow, oh, my miracle could be next. And then this negative voice comes at that moment. But Jesus, in the midst of that crowd, heard that voice and he silenced that voice by speaking to Jairus says do not be afraid do not be afraid see friend we've got to push back unbelief we've got to push back fear Jesus says do not be afraid just believe she will be here there could be the crowd of fear in your heart, in your head, in your spirit today, but surround yourself with faith. The Bible tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a self-discipline. And as they get to this home, Jesus is greeted by people who are mourning and grieving the death of this child. They are professional mourners. Their grief is superficial. They're, this is their job, to grieve and create an atmosphere of grief. And they begin to mock Jesus because he said, she's not dead, she's only asleep. And it's a reminder for us today that many of the fears that we face are not real. They probably haven't happened and they won't probably happen. And in our lives, we cannot allow that which might happen, or worst case scenarios, rob our faith from us. We've got to push back against those fears and surround ourselves with faith. And that's what Jesus does here. He brings into that room with the girl, James, John, Peter, and the parents. Those who had faith to believe that that girl would rise again. Those who had faith, who were not listening to the negativity. Those who were desperate and needed this to happen. 
And in that room, in that moment, Jesus speaks to that child, my child, get up. And instantly she is filled with air and she is alive. Jesus says, give her something to eat. She's surrounded by people of faith. Who, who are you surrounding yourself with? If all you're hearing is negativity, unbelief, fear, worry, if that is people's chat and conversation around you, I need to encourage you today, you've got to push back from that crowd because you're never going to encounter what God has for you if you're surrounded by that. But the Bible tells us that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. In Hebrews chapter 11, we read all those characters that are an example of faith for us. But each one had to push back against the things that were holding them back. Abraham had to push back unbelief. He's the father of faith. He surrounds you today. Joseph is the one who had to overcome the disappointment of other people. And he went on to be the, the prime minister of Egypt. God used every disappointment to get him to where he needed him to be. And God can do the same to you. Joseph surrounds you today. Moses, that great leader who felt like he was unable, felt like he wasn't enough, felt like he was limited, but God used him to lead a nation through the Red Sea, out through the wilderness, did amazing miracles and provision, Became that great leader. He surrounds you today. Joshua, that leader of the army of Israel, who felt like he was discouraged, felt like he didn't have enough within him. But God put courage and bravery and strength in him. He surrounds you today. What about those disciples who were fearful of the persecution that they were facing, but yet they spread the gospel into so much different parts of Europe and beyond. Today we live in that blessing. You are surrounded today by a great cloud of witnesses, of people of faith. But let's come to that moment when that woman pushed through that crowd. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She is healed. Jesus knows what has happened. And calls for who, who was it that touched me. But just picture the scene. A big crowd and Jesus in the middle. But there came a moment where the people maybe stepped back. So that the woman was stood in front of Jesus. Trembling, the Bible says, and fell before him. Just picture that scene that that woman is no longer crowded. But she is now surrounded a friend, in your life, you don't need to be crowded. You don't need to be crowded by fear and shame and worry and unbelief. No, you can be surrounded. And when we are surrounded, we see Jesus. And can I ask you today, who are you bringing in to the room? Are you bringing the negativity? Are you bringing the lack of faith? Are you bringing in all that naysayers or are you bringing into the room Jesus, the only one who can make the difference? And as you begin to push through, you get into that place where you are surrounded. 
Jesus. Friend, you might find yourself in a moment right now where you just feel everything is going on. Your mind is full, it's crowded out, but you can be surrounded. And my prayer for you right now is that in the midst of life and all its challenges, you will not allow that to stop you from pushing in to Jesus. So Father, I pray right now for people who feel that they are weighed down, burdened with struggles in this life. In their mind today, Lord, they feel overwhelmed. Lord, we push past all those negative thoughts and we look to you, Jesus. We realize the and we thank you for that great witness and those examples of faith. But ultimately, we look and fix our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And we surround ourselves with you. Lord, I pray in this moment that people, even in their homes or wherever they're watching, will feel and sense those everlasting arms surrounding them right now. They'll know that peace that you gave to that woman, that they will know that um, the command, do not fear, will be their portion today. Faith will rise up in their hearts in Jesus' name. And Jesus said to the parents, don't tell anyone about this. Now everybody in that crowd knew this girl was dead. And when she got up and she went back out on the street, and started playing with our friends, the results spoke for themselves. Can I build your faith today by just taking a moment to think on the things that God has already done in your life? The results speak for themselves. Remember that time when you were praying about something and thought it was never going to happen, you are never going to get through, and God was faithful. Remember that time when you were really anxious and worried about something, but God's peace came in that moment. Maybe you can think to moments where you've experienced healing. Maybe you've seen it. The results speak for themselves. Don't allow the crowd around you to keep you from being changed by Jesus. There were many people there that day wanted to be near him. Only a couple wanted to be changed by him. Be that person today that wants to be changed by the power of Jesus. Thank you.